0: All right, welcome everybody into another edition of the KSL Court Report podcast. I'm also going to brand this as a Salt City Hoops show because we've got both of Zach and I, Zach Harper and I, at Talk Hoops on Twitter. Uh, And so we'll just upload it to both RSS feeds and then everyone can listen to it. And that's, that's just going to be convenient.
1: It's what I like to call a uh, double dip.
0: It's yeah. It's it feels like cheating, and it might be, but we'll who cares? See if it's anybody the internet. N- notices. There
1: are no rules on the internet. <laughs> that's <laughs> probably not true, but there are very few rules.
0: I've seen those like warnings ahead of movies about uh, piracy and whatever else on the internet, right? Like they've yeah. told me that that's a vic- not a victimless crime, uh, but I think it is one.
1: It probably is. I also think calling it piracy is just stupid.
0: Hmm. You're against the term itself,
1: yeah, I just think it's disrespectful to the pirates of yesteryear wow,
0: I mean that's 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 probably true yeah it's it's definitely
1: jo- not as cool yeah Johnny Depp didn't die for that. No, I don't know well did Johnny Depp die? I don't know maybe he did do
0: we have some breaking you would never news know he about?
1: he probably smells the exact same whether he's alive or dead heard he's he's a smelly guy, <laughs> not a shower <laughs> good point.
0: Uh, we've got a lot to talk about in the NBA world and the Utah Jazz world today. First of all, it's about 48 hours from when we're recording this podcast to the NBA's tra- trade deadline. So we'll talk about that in general uh, and what that means for the Utah Jazz. But we want to lead off by starting to talk about this DeMarcus Cousins trade. Um, you know, we've it was really the end of at Sunday night right after the All-Star game when the news broke that DeMarcus Cousins had been traded to... Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans for Buddy Heald, Tyreek Evans, Lynx and Galloway, a first round pick. Uh oh man. which is an incredible piece of uh deal
1: making Just by
0: the Sacramento Kings. I mean, have you have you been on a podcast yet to talk about this?
1: Um I was on the radio this okay. morning and and made fun of it quite a bit. Where were you on the radio? Uh, somewhere in the Bay Area. Okay. So, I think 95.7 the game.
0: So you were were you, I mean were Sacramento fans listening and perhaps upset, or possibly?
1: I, I mean, I I don't think they're upset with anything I said. Okay, I think right. they're just apoplectic at the at this point because I don't know. Like, I guess I blame Vladi, but you also blame Vivek. I think I mostly blame Vivek. Yeah, I mean, especially when Vladi kind of throws him under the bus a little bit, or at least dangles him in front of the bus by saying, <laughs> uh, by, by saying, "Yeah, we had a better offer two days ago." Yeah. Why would you ever say that?
0: If it were your decision, you wouldn't.
1: Right, exactly. Right. But Buddy Heald might be the next Steph Curry. Uh, He won't be. He's not quick enough, and he's not strong enough to be Clay. and he's not a good enough shooter, and he's not tall enough to be Doug McDermott. Oh, bummer. Um, He's already (laughs) 23 years old. But other than those facts... He's probably right there.
0: Yeah, I'm very out on Buddy Heald's NBA career, actually. He could be
1: a starting shooting guard in this league simply because I think the position's so weak.
0: Yeah, I think, like, best case, J.J. Redick? Is that? I mean, Ooh, what, I mean J.J.
1: Redick's a real good very, player. Very, very good, yeah. sure.
0: Uh, but, like, that's best case in my mind if, like, yeah. he, if he maximizes learns that how to everything. play defense. You know, J.J. Redick had some of the same problems his rookie, really first two or three seasons where couldn't move well enough and, and uh, had to focus on the defensive part of his game in order to be a reasonable rotation player. And, yeah, now J.J. Redick's very good. Uh, but then even then, you still just traded J.J. Redick for DeMarcus Cousins, which is probably not good enough. Uh, right. I think most likely Buddy Hill turns out to be a very average NBA player. I mean, yeah. you look at, like, I, I looked at his rookie season next to Omri Caspi's rookie season, who, by the way, the Kings also traded in this deal. At age twenty one, Caspi had better numbers than Buddy Hield has now. At age twenty
1: three, Buddy Hield might be the third or fourth best shooter in this deal. Like he's yep. kind of right in line with what Cousins has done. Okay, Cousins is a little worse in terms of accuracy, but it, it's pretty much right there. And uh, Caspi is definitely a better shooter. Langston Galway might be a better shooter.
0: Well, those are all. I mean, look I at mean it that's that what way. he does,
1: though, right? He shoots. And some people say, "Well, he's just a rookie. You know, you got to give him time to get acclimated to the league." Who is going to give him space now? No one. Costa Kufos isn't commanding a double team? (laughs) Double team Buddy Heald. I do want to see a three-wing lineup. You know, we have the triple wing here in Salt Lake City. That's very intriguing, right? Mm -hmm. Or has been intriguing, at least in the past. Um, The triple wing lineup of the Kings could be Tyreek Evans, Buddy Heald, and Ben McLemore.
0: You know, that That looks like a team.
1: All kinds of crap that I would like to watch. (laughs)
0: I, I'm glad that you would like to watch it because I I would probably just tune out. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. And here's the here's the other problem too It's like oh sure all right you didn't pay I don't have a problem if you want to move on from Demarcus Cousins. No I don't. I don't, I, I don't, I don't have all. a problem if you like I think they're I think they're equally at fault. Um, but the the thing about the trade is like if you want to get rid of Demarcus Cousins and the cloud he has over the locker room, fine. If you don't want to pay him two hundred million dollars, fine. I get all that. But if you were going to sell it as, we are rebuilding with these draft picks, one, you may not even have your draft pick. You may have to swap with the Sixers and get a worse pick. You could, mm-hmm. If they win the number one pick, they don't get it. Right. That's the crazy thing. They do keep it from going to Chicago, but that's, I mean, that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, for an Omri Caspi trade years ago, Yeah, that- they traded Omri in, in the pick for J.J. Hickson, J- yeah. which fantastic. But they got him back. Uh, got him back, so <laughs> everything's fine, and now they've <laughs> they turned Hill. it into But this team can't draft. No. They're really bad. Like, they're, um, their last six draft picks, and obviously if you throw Giorgio Papianis into it, or as I like to call him, Daddy tocumpo I like it a lot. Um, if, you, if you throw him into it, it obviously lowers the average because he's only played four games this year. But their last six top eight picks, which are the last six years, have averaged a little under a season and a half of play for the, for the Kings. That's insane. Like you are missing on every single drafting. Maybe Willie Colley Stein's okay. We don't really know yet. Maybe, maybe he'll be okay. But you are just missing and missing and missing on all these picks
0: yeah and it's I mean it's every year it's in good drafts it's in bad drafts I mean it's through three different GMs now that they've mm-hmm. screwed these up I mean it, it's it's really bad yeah uh, and
1: some of it dates to Malouf air and that's not fair to tie that to them right but it's also worth making the point that this problem hasn't changed in the new management no. and new ownership
0: right uh, so yeah that's very worrying uh, and, and I think there is part of this draft which is kind of a you can't you can't lose, sort of. You know, I think the top five, whoever you get out of the top five, is probably going to be a good enough player, right? right. Uh, I don't know that five through ten of this draft is so
1: sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been, uh, I've been looking at like a prospect a week, mm-hmm. um, and I've done four so far. So, <laughs> so we're not like deep into this, but you know, I've looked at, uh, I've looked at Dennis Smith Jr. I've looked at uh, Laurie Markkinen. I just looked at Jonathan Isaac today and Malik Monk. So those guys are probably in the four to ten range, right? Um, they're good. They're good players. They're not necessarily – I mean, maybe Isaac can be a franchise player. Maybe Dennis Smith Jr. is like a Steve Francis type but, like, sustainable. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like you're not – one guy here is not changing this. And, and, and I just don't – I think after the top ten – there are role players, but it's not I, – I just don't think this, this draft is as deep as everyone is pretending to yeah, be. Yeah, I, I agree. Because it's so hard, and especially like a pick in the 20s, like when you're talking about the Blazers-Nuggets deal from you know, a week and a half ago, um, yeah, Portland acquired another pick in the 20s. Great. That has about 11% chance of hitting on a rotation player. Right. I mean, that's it's just the odds aren't in your favor.
0: Yeah, and I I mean I think this draft is better that, you know, you have maybe a twenty five percent chance of hitting, but right. still <laughs> That's <laughs> not great. <laughs> it's it's not something that like is gonna turn the kings around anytime right. soon, or or even the Blazers for for yeah. that matter. Uh what do you think so I I'm kinda with you. I, I mean my my take on this is basically I don't disagree trading with trading DeMarcus right. Cousins. I do disagree with how much they got out of it. Uh, yeah. it's just it's just a horrific deal from a value point. And it's of it. not
1: like he's becoming a free agent this summer. No, you have a year and a half to move him. Right. And when teams strike out on free agents this summer, and they have cap space, and granted, I don't think it's going to be as much cap space as we were thinking two years ago, but they have cap space, or even on draft night, you tell me you couldn't go with Demarcus Cousins to the pick that you know the team that ends up with the third pick or the second pick in the draft, and say, hey, you want to make a swap?
0: Of course you could. But it, that's that's the problem with, like, getting this weird focus on Buddy Heald. Like, he's right. going to be the next Steph Curry. You couldn't get Buddy Heald not. draft night? Right. Yeah. I mean. That's a great point.
1: Uh well. uh, For it's the Pelicans. A crap factory in Sacramento. That's what I would say. A shiny new crap factory. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, Pelicans, though, are, I think – how dangerous are they?
1: I don't know. I mean, I still don't think they have a whole lot of shooting.
0: I agree. I think they – can Acquire some this offseason, though, and sure, become, and put, you know, yeah, kind of be dangerous I'm a, for next year.
1: I'm a little worried about what they're gonna have to pay Drew Holiday just yeah. because he has an injury history. Um, this year obviously doesn't count because he was with his wife, but um, as she was recovering from he brain tumor still surgery, has an injury but he still, before that, he was on minutes restrictions for like three straight years. I mean, right. he, you know, I don't know that I would trust giving him 25 million dollars a year. I mean, you probably have to give him. What George Hill's going to get, right? Yeah. That's I mean, about I'll, the, I'll, I'll the say market. this.
0: I know the Jazz weren't interested in acquiring Drew Holiday when, you know, it kind of would have made sense to do so before them picking up Paul George because of that injury history. Because, they, Hill. Uh, Sorry. Thank yeah, you, George yeah, yeah. Hill. Not Paul George. Although, uh, if the Jazz can get <laughs> Paul George, I'm in on that. It's, it's impressive. <laughs> impressive deal-making. Uh, because of that injury history, that kind of shied them away from from looking at drew holiday deals also by the way how much the pelicans were asking for which was right. a lot because well holiday is a good player in right he's dynamic. good yeah uh but yeah so i agree that's worrying uh and then they're they're definitely paying like too much money for like solomon hill types right yeah and omer
1: sheik and alex even Alex jeans was like yeah. what like four or five million a year but that's four or five for million you're wasting years, right though, yeah.
0: yeah yeah so th- it's uh, that's expensive but if they can yeah. figure out those other things and put shooting around it i do like Cousins and, and yeah, I mean AD that's the thing. Like by, this team was you know, kind of
1: going nowhere. They didn't right. really have anything, and you you turn Buddy Healed and a draft pick and whatever into even if
0: they traded Demarcus tomorrow for something better, like... right?
1: <laughs> like you tra- you turn that into Demarcus. Like that is a win on all levels. Yeah. Even if he leaves in 2018, you didn't you didn't give up much. No, to do it. So I think like you throw them together, you see if you have like you know. Murder Gras, or whatever you want to call it, from now on in New Orleans, like murder-graw, murder, like yeah, mur- that also might be a term for just horrible things that happened during Mardi Gras. <laughs> I have no idea; I haven't researched it, it just, but that popped in my head. I said, "Oh, Murder Gras," and then I thought, "Oh, that might be horrible." Well, <laughs> but you know, you throw those two together, and like even if it doesn't work, that's a good experiment. Right. I mean, and based on what you had before, I am a little worried about this keeping Del Demp's job secure for another year and a half because yeah. I really do think he's just not good at his job, even right. despite this deal. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it, the hardest thing is getting one star, right? And then you get a second star, and then anything can really happen. Mm-hmm. And now they have two stars. Yeah,
0: and it, it might go well or it might not, but it it's, looks a whole lot better than yeah. it did 48 hours Absolutely. ago. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of people who may or may not be good at their jobs, the, the Lakers. Uh, oh,
1: they're not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> fired Jim Buss today. Fine. Also fired Mitch Kupchak today. Fine. Uh, also fired John Black, their PR guy right. today. Real weird, I guess whatever. Fine. Yeah. Uh and I'm, then hired Magic Johnson as their b- president of basketball not operations. Great, Bob. Uh, no. <laughs> I like I've just seen too much of Magic Johnson we, tweeting and on TV this and is a he wonderful has never thing. had a good basketball thought. This
1: is a wonderful thing that has just happened uh, within my time going from my apartment to the studio. Uh-huh. Is someone tweeted out comments from Magic Johnson saying, "I will not leak things to the, to the media." Fantastic. Hmm. Great idea, right, Magic? Okay. Later said Teams have been calling about Lou Williams. <laughs> you don't say those things anymore, Magic. Uh, you just—you can't do those same. Yeah. It seems like, it seems like that's not the way to handle it.
0: I'll. Uh, yeah. I mean, in Magic's defense, this had already been leaked to the media, I guess. But maybe not by not by him.
1: You don't do it by yourself. <laughs> you don't say I'm not going to leak. Thi-. I mean, I guess you're not leaking a rumor. It's a fact if the president of basketball operations yeah. says, "Hey, they've been calling about Lou Williams." Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, sure. Uh, and we're we're going to talk about Lou Williams in a second, but right. just Magic Johnson, I uh, I do not think will be a good bas- basketball executive it's, at all. I think he's a smart businessman. Yeah, I think very smart businessman. You know, there's that. Uh, but in terms of just like. His his main advice to the Lakers is like go try to sign Kevin Durant, and so yep they're gonna try to sign Kevin Durant again, and it's yeah. still not gonna work because he don't doesn't want to sign there.
1: Um, so the the idea I believe is they're gonna bring in a, agent Rob Polinka. right? Kobe's agent to Dante Exum's agent, Dante, Dante Exum's David. agent, um, James Harden's agent mm-hmm. to come be the general manager. Yeah, the you know the right hand man to Magic. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Like Rob, I don't think Rob Polinka can't do it i just when you bring in a former agent i always find that to be a little tricky Mm -hmm. um and i just don't know how well he's going to be able to negotiate deals with other general managers because it is a different it's a different world than negotiating a contract right yeah um but that doesn't mean he can't do it like if he has i would feel much more comfortable with him having the majority of the the day-to-day stuff and deal-making and then just kind of like pitch it to magic and the magic is like yeah i'll I'll, let me tweet about this and see the response and then we'll do it something
0: tells me that's not going to be the case probably not i mean i i like having rob palinka in your organization because again from like a negotiation point of view just having someone with that skill set is going to be really valuable especially in in the general manager title where they're going to have the the authority to make those kind of negotiations right Uh, but from a like basketball knowledge point of view, from a scouting point of view, from an analytics point of view, you know, all these other things that you put together to make a quality basketball front office, I don't see those skills in either Magic Johnson or what we know of Rob Polinka. Um,
1: Magic did say on analytics, we got to have it, we got to have an analytics team. So at least I don't know if he'll use them, but at least he believes that's, that's in acquiring the information. That's something.
0: Uh, <laughs> Unlike Jim Buss, is that is that the? <laughs>
1: um, I don't know. Jim Buss had Chaz, right? That oh yeah, they, that I scout, that, that. that infamous scout. <laughs> oh dear.
0: All right, uh, let's talk about the Jazz. Yeah. Uh, first of all, and let's go ahead and do a whole segue here with Lou Williams, a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. Sure. Uh, multiple reports have said that the Jazz are interested in Lou Williams. A couple of weird things about that. First, it was. Ian Begley of ESPN, really ESPN New York. He's a New York Knicks beat writer. I literally couldn't find any reporting or any article or anything that he'd ever done on the Jazz before yesterday Right. Uh, about the Jazz, quote unquote, some members of the Jazz front office having expressed interest in Lou Williams. Uh, then today, this morning, Tony Jones of the Salt Lake Tribune reported that the Jazz are indeed interested in Lou Williams. Um, and I went through my audio clips to find a clip of Quinn Snyder saying, I am a fan of Lou Williams, quote, unquote. <laughs> sure. That, that's the exact quote. He uh, worked with Lou in Philly and in Atlanta. So, you know, there is actually something there. Uh, but anyway, so that's kind of what's going on. I think it's weird that Begley had the scoop and it probably means like, does that mean Jeff Hornacek knew? I was trying to find like a link there. But anyway.
1: Um, so Leon Rose is Lou Williams agent
0: no it's actually not used to be your oh we uh, fired I was him. on this old website too yeah oh, okay. so it used to be leon rose but now it's wallace prather who's Derek favors agent there you go so but so yeah then what's the connection between wallace prather and ian begley i don't know but right. that's probably how tony jones knows yeah. but anyway uh so or tony jones i mean tony jones has lots of sources let's just
1: throw right that. <laughs> tony, <laughs> tony knows lots of people anyway
0: uh but Jazz, uh, this is a very believable rumor that the Jazz are interested in Lou Williams. Um, and honestly, it just makes a lot of sense to swap the 30th pick in the draft for Lou Williams. And kind of that's what the Lakers are looking for, a first-round pick. And the 30th back pick in the draft is nominally that pick. Right. Uh, Williams is under contract, $7 million a year for the next two years. And on the floor, I think, does give the Jazz something that they don't have right now, or at least... Uh, not while Alec Burks is who he is. He's is.
1: really good. Lou Williams is really good. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a, you know, you're, I don't know if you're looking for a starting point guard caliber guy, but he's not that, but he is one of the best scorers in the league off the bench. And th- and I, I've i always, you know, I granted, I'm team gunner. I believe in, you know, the Jamal Crawfords and Nick Youngs of the world. But, like, Lou Williams is legitimate. Like, he adds an incredible scoring punch, which I think is very valuable off the bench, um and kind of keep you know he's not a good defender but he keeps those he kind of keeps those second units afloat
0: yeah and and that's something that the Jazz have struggled with when Hayward's on the floor they don't really have anyone who can score especially when Rodney Hood's been out uh but I I think it's fair to say that Lou Williams would be the second best scorer on this team if if was acquired I mean behind Gordon Hayward yeah 100 uh and that that's a big deal what do you make of kind of this idea that he doesn't work in the playoffs? You know, like, Zach Lowe kind of talked about that. His playoff stats in the past haven't been good. He's shot under 40% in three of his playoff seasons. Right. Um, I mean, the game does legitimately tighten up. Can he figure out how to make that work during the playoffs then?
1: Yeah, I mean, all right. So let's look at the the playoffs he's been a part of, right? Okay. Um, the last one was Toronto. That team wasn't any good in the play. Like, they got obliterated, Right. Is that his fault, or was it more DeMar DeRozan's fault?
0: I mean, definitely more DeMar DeRozan's right. fault, but Lou Williams didn't help, I guess. He didn't
1: help, but I mean, I just like, to me, you get swept, your team gets obliterated. I don't know that I'm pinning Lou Williams as like a non-playoff guy in that okay. in that situation, right? Um, didn't do well for Atlanta. Um, that was also a team that just couldn't really get over the hump. Uh, He didn't do all that well for Philly his last two years. His first two years in Philly, he did great in the playoffs. Uh, But he hasn't really been a part of these, like, really good units and these really good teams. I think this would be the best team he's ever been on. Yeah. And I think that would be the deepest team and the team with the most complementary parts for that second unit. I would be shocked if he shot under 40% in however long.
0: I agree with that. You know, legitimately good shooter. Yeah,
1: he does rely a lot on free throws, right? And so that, that can be a problem. Like, we've seen some... Case, seen with DeMar DeRozan like DeMar DeRozan relies on a lot of free throws and he's struggled in his first few playoff stints as a you know a major player because of that um you know maybe Lou Williams consin- continues to struggle to not get calls or whatever but I think he'll adjust
0: yeah and I, I think at at the least it's he's he's a good enough shooter that he's he's at least a threat right yeah. like so even if he's not the efficient score he was during the regular season he still gives you something that you don't really have right now, which right. is a point guard who can shoot. Right. A uh, you know, backup point guard who can shoot. Obviously, George Hill can. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think it's fair. I also think that you can, because this deal lasts until next year, you can kind of just trade Lou Williams during the draft if, if you want to. Absolutely. or Or yeah. during next trade deadline and still get something for him. You know? Yeah. Like, if if skill set's not going to go out of style. Yeah.
1: If you're just giving up that 30th pick um i mean maybe there's a contract filler in there right but if you're just giving it up doesn't that
0: doesn't have to be though with the jazz's cap space right it doesn't have
1: to be um but if they you know if that's the case or i mean you obviously have to get rid of somebody on the roster right. cuz okay. they need, you know they need a roster space so whatever that d- that subtraction is plus the pick that's not giving up a lot is that enough for the lakers to be enticed like hey here's the 30th pick is that enough for them i mean maybe maybe that helps enough with their cap space you know this summer or their cap flexibility this summer to make a move that they want maybe they need that extra 7 million dollars um you know minus the 900,000 that comes with the 30th pick but I mean if you can if you're doing it that low of a cost as the Jazz it's a no-brainer
0: yeah uh you know obviously the Jazz also have their own pick as well the 24 pick or 25 or whatever it'll right. be uh so that's a possibility too and I'm guessing you know that's where the negotiations will come down to right if that that's you know and if-, and
1: if that's what you're giving up I still don't think and- it, I mean what are the odds that you were going to get a player of Lou Williams caliber over the next two years with the 24th pick i just i mean zero I sure mean, you can yeah. get you can get a rudy gobert right right like they've done that before that's not that typical and i don't think you can just rely on the jazz to pluck you know all in, all defensive players in the end of the first round every every time that comes up
0: yeah i i think that's i think that's fair uh i i you know it's funny because these rumors came out like 12 hours ago which is so recent like even after the time when we set up the time to do this right. podcast. <laughs> and then only two hours ago the Lakers just fired their entire front office, right? So, two
1: days before the deadline. Like that's just amazing. Right. Why why then? Like That makes me think they're not gonna make a move though. I mean I guess this is Magic yeah. Johnson, anything's possible, but um but unless they're going to get Rob Polinka installed today and up to speed on everything and you know, they, they and can't,
0: they... honestly with Polinka's contracts and stuff, you gotta find Right, him. he's
1: gotta divest, you know, all of his, you know, his clients into, in in that part of the business. He's He's got to get rid of all of it before he can. It seems so so irrational to think that they would make a serious move or even a minor move in the next two days, but it it is also the Lakers.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's more likely than not just because it makes so much sense with the direction their franchise is setting. I mean, yeah. if, if you look at, you know, Lou Williams, Nick Young, Jordan Clarkson, you know, the whole list of guys that yeah. may or may not be long for this franchise's future – it just makes sense to get assets for them, and I, you know, so th- now is a like now I think is a good time to trade Lou Williams in a vacuum, yeah, or Nick Young or whoever. Uh, but how, if you don't have a front office, yeah, how do you do it?
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is you don't have a front office. I don't know how you how you get that done. Um, one little thing on Lou Williams. This is the greatest scoring year he's ever had. And granted, it's on mm-hmm. a horrible Lakers team, but his points per thirty six minutes, twenty seven. Which wow. is impressive. He's over sixty percent true shooting. Yeah, uh, true. for the first time in his career, like he's he's having a real year. Yeah. What good.
0: did he score in his last game? Was it forty? Something or
1: like that. Like, yeah. He has a, a he has lot a of 24 points. Twenty four per. I mean, you know, that means whatever it means. But I mean, he's he's it's good. Been, is what it means. Yeah. I mean, it is good. <laughs> but like, you know, he's having you know and by the you know just about every advanced metric that we have, um, he's really having just an impressive scoring season.
0: Yeah. Do you think how much do you think he hurts the Jazz's defense?
1: I mean, no more than Sheldon Mack does. Okay, that's you know. that's the question. <laughs> right. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. I think they're comparable defenders. Maybe maybe he's a little worse, but not enough to to counteract the scoring punch you're going to get.
0: Okay. Uh, let's talk about Derek Favors. So Derek Favors, I wrote this huge big article, um, and I when I say huge big, I don't mean in impact. I mean in length. Uh, <laughs> On uh, kind of Derek Favors right now, where he is, and kind of the questions around whether or not he's going to be on this team long-term. I mean, first of all, there's the injuries, woes that have happened all this season. Uh, clearly wasn't healthy for at least part of this off season. was limited according to Jazz general manager Dennis Lindsey, uh, came into the preseason hurt, then sat out a month due to his knee issues, uh, and then had sat out, what was it, two weeks ago with other knee issues. Right. Uh, and just generally doesn't look 100% out there on the floor. The, maybe the bigger long-term issue, though, is how he fits next to Derek Favors, which I don't think the Jazz like that fit a whole lot. Uh, right. In particular, Quinn Snyder doesn't play it at the end of games, like hardly at all. You know, we've we've seen Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert end the game next to each other. I think it's five times this season. I yeah. mean, it's, it's just been rare. And it, even when he was healthy at the end of last season, it's still something that really Snyder mostly avoided. Uh, And then I, you know, he's getting fewer touches as Rudy Gobert's kind of developed into this elite pick and roll threat. Yeah. Where Derek Favors is still, I think, a good pick and roll player, but not, you know, not as good as Rudy Gobert is, who's probably the second or third better best role threat in the league. Is that crazy to say? I mean, I mean,
1: what I wrote, I wrote about him at the end of December, and he was the best in okay. the league. And so, since then, maybe he's fallen. Yeah, a spot yeah, or think, two. But right. he's he's been a top five guy for sure in the pick and roll.
0: So, and that kind of makes it hard to find Favors touches in the offense. Right. Uh, so, I, I think that plus his uh, means that it's unlikely that he stays with the Jazz beyond 2018. Right. Uh, and so, it kind of makes sense to kind of explore what you can get for him. Zach Lowe reported that the Jazz are indeed testing the market for what Derek Favors can get. Um, He kind of thought that it would be more with an eye towards trading him during the offseason, just kind of seeing what the interest level is with teams around the league while everyone's talking about trades. But uh, certainly it could happen this trade deadline if the Jazz were blown away. Uh, and then Tony Jones again reported that the Phoenix Suns may be interested in talking to the Jazz about Derek Favors. That's not yeah. the same as they've talked to the Jazz right. about Derek Favors, but they're second degree
1: They're interested. willing to have a conversation.
0: <laughs> they're willing to have a conversation Yeah. about a conversation. They're
1: willing to talk to a friend about being set up. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> exactly. it, that's what this means.
0: <laughs> so, overall, what do you make of this Derek Favors situation, uh, and especially this Phoenix Suns tie? Because that, that's not one I expected.
1: Yeah, um i I don't know, I don't think the suns team's managed all that well, and no um Which, so I guess it makes sense that like I don't see how he fits into what they want unless they think they're close agreed and, and if they think close. they're close, wow
0: they're <laughs> <wrong>. <laughs> but okay, let's say that they think they they want to acquire Derek favors, whatever i mean they're twenty five so yeah. I, Or Derek favors is twenty five so yeah i mean if you it, get whatever, if but, you
1: get a if you get p. j. Tucker and a lottery protected pick for the next three years. Right, not three picks, but it, but it's lottery protected for three years.
0: Okay, I mean the Suns aren't are going to be in the lottery for the next three years. Do they think that? But <laughs>
1: That's the important part. So you
0: got to figure out what that pick looks like if they are in the lottery for the right. Next three yeah, years, then right? I don't but know. It comes to two, two, f- two seconds or whatever, or,
1: or or goes to top ten at that point. Or, you know, whatever. Like right. there are pick protection things that happen uh, quite a bit. But if that, I mean, if you if you're getting a, f- a potential future first. And PJ Tucker. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean I, that that helps a lot with where this season where you know, where this season's gone for the for the Jazz and what they can be in the playoffs and defensive versatility and three point shooting and all that, you know, all that stuff they love. Like that that fits in much better than Favors does, even though you're getting a downgrade in talent.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely are, and and I think you're also. Does Tucker's contract ends this year, right? I think I he's believe it does. Yeah. So that's kind of you. You do then have to figure out what your power forward situation is for 2017-18 right. yeah. as well. So, um, but maybe you acquire a first round pick and then use that asset to get whoever your power yeah. forward of the next few years is going to be. Um, yeah, I agree. Like the Suns are such a weird fit for this, but you know, th- like you say, they're a weird organization who <laughs> have right. <they've> made weird <laughs> acquisitions in the past, and this wouldn't be a first for them, but. Um, you know, so yeah, I definitely have that conversation. I I kind of think, you know, maybe you have a, a three-team deal where you the Suns are willing to give up some assets that make sense to them, you know, maybe maybe they want to give up TJ Warren, for example, right? Um I don't know.
1: I mean, I I do so know they they're like, they're very high on him. Okay. But that doesn't mean he's untouchable. Right.
0: Uh Maybe they, uh, maybe are they high on Alex Len? I mean, I have, I have no idea. Let's.
1: Be That's honest. a great question.
0: Uh, because if you're acquiring Derek Favors now, Alex Len is behind.
1: He didn't centers? get an extension, right? Len, no. So he's a restricted so free he's agent. A restricted free agent. Yeah. yeah, and you've already given an inordinate amount of money to Tyson Chandler. <laughs>
0: right, but it doesn't make any sense for the Jazz to acquire Alex Len. No, why, no, no, no. Why would you do that? No. So, maybe some team out there is. I mean, who, who knows? You know, I, I think there you have to have these sort of conversations. Right. And it feels like there's not going to be enough time for the Jazz to do, like, figure everything out that would make a Derek Favors trade work in the next 48 hours.
1: Right. And, but I do think, like, talks are... You, you know, there's the kind of tidbit I think Zach Lowe had years ago that um, the Spurs have been working on acquiring LaMarcus Aldridge for four years. Right. Right? Like, these things are, have a much longer view than we mm-hmm. assume. We hear... Hey, the Pistons are interested in shopping Andre Drummond, or they're listening to offers about Andre Drummond. That's actually news I confirmed today. Yeah, by the way. Um, congratulations to me for doing some real work. <laughs> uh but the the Pistons are open to inquiries about Andre Drummond, right? Does that mean they're going to trade him in the next two days? No. It probably means that they're just looking at what their options are by next trade deadline. Yeah. Like a lot of this stuff happens a year mm-hmm. with a year of talks, two years of talks. So if favors is being talked about now, it's probably more towards what can we do in the summer? right? Or me, or maybe even next trade deadline if that's where it gets to. I don't think it'll go that far. I think he would be more likely to be dealt this summer if he gets dealt at all. But um, but it, that's more likely what the talks are.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and I do think that the Jazz are going to keep their eye open for a, another power forward option, mostly because Trey Lyles and Boris Dio haven't been – Good. Right. I think that's fair to say. Right. Uh and you know, and I think someone who can give them another spacing four option besides Joe Johnson, quite yeah. frankly, that can, can kind of slide in there. PJ Tucker makes a lot of sense, even yeah. if you're not giving up Derek Favors. Right. Uh heck you could even say like Jared Dudley if you wanted uh, the contract doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, the
1: contract's tougher, but um but he would fit perfectly. Yeah. Smart player, good good shooter, like can play four. Yeah, plenty well. Like, I, you yeah. Know,
0: I, I think that would make some sense. Yeah, uh, and you know, guys... at that
1: point, you probably also have to give up Burks, though, right? You have to find a place for Burks. I guess right. at least by wow. by the end of draft night. Right.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Long term, yeah. for sure. Uh, just from a salary. Just point. from a
1: salary standpoint of like what you want to do with Hill and Hayward this summer. Yeah. Uh, can, Terrence... this, can this be re- right, real quick? That, up. that Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert have not only just played only thirty nine minutes of fourth quarter minutes together this year? But that they're a plus fifty-seven, net net rating.
0: That uh, sounds good to me. I mean, I mean, it sounds good, right? Well, obviously, it <laughs> sounds good. But,
1: I mean, I believe that they've only played in fourteen games together in the fourth quarter. But Just that effectiveness is surprising to me.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Um, the game I remember where they played together actually was the Minnesota comeback where. Oh they,
1: yeah, that probably sc- so that screwed up a lot. A lot of it, <laughs> yeah, but
0: still, I. It's funny, like that lineup still plays pretty well together. Yeah. Uh, and it it's interesting how reticent quinn snyder is to go to it do you, at, at do the you, end of game let's
1: say they face the clippers in the first round mm-hmm. do you think that is and they haven't moved favors do you think that's something they go to more or do they try to get more versatile
0: uh, see before last week and maybe i'm reading too much into one random game yeah. but before last week i would have said yeah play favors on blake and right. rudy on deandre and just yeah. go with it but i think the, I, I, it didn't was, look great. It didn't look week? great,
1: but I also think that that game was such a that's such true. just a a bad storm of not being able to hit shots.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. I also i I also think that like maybe the Warriors and maybe taking lessons from the Warriors is dumb, but the way to beat the Clippers maybe with space and shooting. Yeah, over right.
1: You really probably do want to stretch out. You know, Blake Griffin's T Rex arms.
0: Right. And so, given that maybe you do just want to go with a spacier lineup than yeah. what the Jazz have, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said last week, I would have told you differently. So right. who who knows? Right. I mean, uh, it's because that's that's a matchup that the Jazz should be preparing for this in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it right? kind of seems and, like a collision course, yeah. Right, and I I don't know what the right answer is in terms of facing it, right? Yeah. Now. Because uh, they've been blown out by twenty points both times. Right, <laughs>
1: <laughs> they scored a, hu- a total of one hundred and forty-eight points in those, or one hundred forty-seven points in Oof. those two games.
0: Got it. Yeah, got to spice up the offense somehow. Little Maybe Lou Williams is the Maybe answer. Lou Williams is the guy. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. Uh, Terrence Jones, by the way, it's rumored that he's already played his last game as a Pelican. Yeah. Uh, another power forward option, kind of stretchy. He can't shoot at all this year.
1: Um, yeah, he's really only had one okay year shooting the ball okay um shooting the three shooting right? the three yeah he had a 35 percent year and other than that it's it's 31 and percent or worse okay um, he really can't shoot but he rebounds he's a solid enough scorer around the basket i'm not a huge fan of his but there are some people around the league that really think he's a good like third big man
0: okay um making only a million dollars a year so yeah super cheap or this year really, right and then expires so you don't want to give up too much for him certainly right. but if the Pellies are trying to trade him if they feel like that's been his last game maybe he's yeah available. for sure uh, you know, there are some other names I've mentioned in my article, but it's, it is kind of weird because you, you want someone who can shoot, but can also play defense and there just aren't that many of those guys.
1: Those guys are pretty well sought out. Yeah. I would say, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: uh,
0: well, a couple other jazz notes. First of all, we kind of mentioned it earlier, but the jazz have 13 point, I believe it's $13.6 million in cap space. Okay. Um, that they have to use, or I guess just this this year. You know, obviously that cap space runs out now with Rudy Gobert's extension and and the free agency deals. So there may be some opportunities there if anyone's looking to dump space, uh, dump a salary. I mean, I I don't know that those players those players or contracts or teams exist. Right. Um, but it's it's an opportunity for the Jazz to turn cap space now into maybe an asset down the road. I don't know what you're getting. Uh, I've kind of looked around the league for like one-year contracts that make sense to acquire, and there just aren't. It's not a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. and there are five other teams in the same situation as the Jazz who
1: could yeah. take on those deals. I mean, so. that's the confusing thing about the whole like what the Demarcus Cousins trade did to the market, right? Because I do think it was going to be a lot of rumors and not a lot of like sizzle mm. to what was going to happen, and and now this biggest of dominoes has fallen, that I think was a surprise to everybody, and and now it's kind of like oh. Well, if DeMarcus Cousins was moved, maybe we can get Jimmy Butler. You know, maybe right. we should be calling about Paul George. Like, I don't Paul George isn't going anywhere, and I don't think Jimmy Butler's going anywhere, but I do think that kind of like galvanizes the market a little bit to get things done.
0: Yeah, I I agree where, you know, maybe DeMarcus Cousins was an option for the Celtics before, now it's not. Now right. what are you going to do? You know what? Right. Can you really pull off a Jimmy Butler deal or do you have to figure out a new different way to improve the Celtics? Right, yeah. Uh, so on and so forth.
1: Or Carmelo Car- Car- like, Car- yeah. Car- could be a Clipper in two days. I really do think there's a likelihood of that.
0: I think it's possible. I just, if they do it for Austin Rivers and yeah. garbage, I'll be so mad.
1: Tank out, I guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't. No, I hate it. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I hate it. W- would
1: Austin Rivers be the best guard they have? The Knicks? Yeah not counting Courtney Lee obviously like best point guard <laughs> between Austin Rivers and Brandon Jennings and Derrick Rose is that that's too hot of a take right
0: uh yeah i'd probably take jennings wow I mean,
1: no, wow no i think i'm with you <laughs>
0: <laughs> i really don't like derrick rose who rumored to go to the timberwolves your
1: thoughts uh it sounds like if it's if it happens which i don't think is a high likelihood uh it is strictly to clear cap space okay Hey. Joking, Noah would will. I mean, maybe this will sound stupid in forty eight hours. Joking, Noah will not be on the Timberwolves in forty eight hours. Good. So, that, <laughs> I don't think that rumor had any legs. But I do think that the the Rose thing, you know, they Thibs doesn't want Rubio long term, and I think he's talked about a bridge guard, and he's talked a lot about having cap space and flexibility to not just try to sign guys, but to make trades um, this coming summer. And so that would make sense to me.
0: And Derek Rose won't. Be mad that he's in Minnesota. I mean, I think if anything,
1: like Tom Tom Thibodeau could boost him a little bit going into his free agency. Like he can make him look a okay. little bit better than yeah. than he has looked. I don't know how much. I don't know if that's going to get him an actual big contract or whatever. I highly doubt that. But uh it does sound like you know maybe there's a little bit of a two month marriage there.
0: Fair. Okay. I mean, that's it. Also, fun. could just
1: be entire crap. I don't know. <laughs>
0: anything else? trade rumor-wise you want to talk about before we wrap up? Um, oh, um, Shelvin Mack. Uh, the yeah. tra- traded player exception for the Cavs expired, so uh, he th- they can no longer acquire him into their salary cap non-space right. without giving up players, and the only players that work from a contract point of view are the ones that actually make a difference on the Cavs roster. Right. So you can't trade like Richard Jefferson or Channing Frye or someone like that away, and so it's yeah. just... It's
1: not going to work. We're 48 hours from the trade deadline as we record this. I'm very excited for 60 hours from the trade de- deadline, or for 60 hours from when we record this, that we hear all the deals that Danny Ainge didn't do. Yeah, 60 because hours that, after. Or, yeah, yeah, 12 hours 12 after. 12 hours after. That's time. always my favorite kind of information leak is, is just Danny Ainge going, oh, yeah, I could have done this trade, but I decided not to because yeah, my tr- assets are too valuable.
0: I'm curious what the, the Cousins one is coming. I mean... Right.
1: Yeah, that's already kind of leaked. Allegedly, Brad oh, really? Stevens told Ainge he didn't want him. I don't know how uh, real that is, but that's the story that's going around. Um, from the little I've heard, and I don't. This isn't enough to actually say like, "Hey, you should believe this story." But what I heard is that Ainge is not interested. Okay.
0: Terry so, Rozier, it's too good to trade for. Too George good, Ibaka. Terry
1: Rozier. You know, um, I did see somebody. I can't remember who, but I did see some Boston media member say that. Uh, the way he rebounds is fun to watch. So <laughs> I don't know what that means, but <laughs> six one point guard.
0: Well, you know, good for him. Yeah, sure. All right, we're we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys have any questions on the trade deadline, I, I'll say you can send them to me. Zach, can they send them to you, or do you do you want no part in the of this? It, as mentions?
1: long as they're not stupid. All right, if only they're not, smart questions. Yeah, if they're not stupid, then smart yeah, questions I'm in. go
0: to at talk hoops.
1: Although you know what, I don't like the Kings really screwed up everything when it comes to trade machine ideas yeah
0: because now every idea is legitimate. yeah
1: now like every boston fan has been legitimized by saying i'm not going to give up that for demarcus cousins and you're like you're an idiot and uh, nope no you're not <laughs> <laughs> no, you know they're all they're all good they're all better than buddy Hill. <laughs> so i'd rather have terry rosier than buddy no, the way he
0: rebounds you got you <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite true all right, uh, so smart questions at Talk Hoops, dumb questions at Andy B. Larson. <laughs> uh, as always, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Uh, thanks so much for listening. I'm going to have a jazz trade deadline recap up on KSL.com in about 15 minutes or about five minutes after this podcast sure. posts. <laughs> uh, so go ahead and check us out on KSL.com. And Zach, of course, on fanrag doc, FanRagSports.com. Fan
1: FanRagsports.com slash NBA.
0: Love it. Cool. All right. Andy Larson, Zach Harper, signing out. Have a good one, guys.